0: Puppy <laughs> 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 yeah. on, it's not that boring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. Love for yourself, love for others, love for your community, romantic love, dog love, just any kind of love that you can fathom. We're talking about it on this very podcast. I am Resonant Yes.
0: And I am Road Not Taken.
1: And we are fresh off of our Capcom trip. Woo-hoo. This is the last time I'm going to talk about Capcom, because for those who couldn't be there, um, I don't want to you know talk about how great it was, but so grateful for everybody who participated looking forward to next year, big time. And we are also right in the middle of a really difficult time as a nation and as a world. And I didn't want to go too far without acknowledging uh, a lot of the hurt and the struggle financially, socially, health-wise, and personally that all of us and all of you are experiencing.
0: There's a lot of stressed out people right now, I I, I found. But there's also a lot of good. I'm seeing a lot of good in people, but I'm also seeing a lot of stress.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is really hard. And frankly, in my lifetime, um, I've certainly never seen anything like it. And I think that's true for almost everybody. Um, so one of the things that we get to do as part of this amazing community is we get to give back in the form of this podcast. And so we hope that we've been a, a at least maybe a little bit of comfort or solace if you've been able to listen back. Uh, so folks have written to me and said, hey, I've been sitting at home and have nothing but time now. So I went mm-hmm. back through the catalog. So uh, we're really proud um, to do what little we can to be a part of of helping kind of make it through this difficult time. We think it's probably going to go on for a while, and we're going to keep doing what we do. And so supported by the community and so encouraged by everybody who has written in on Instagram. For instance, uh, you know, this week I wrote a post and said, hey, I'm kind of depressed. Like, this is really hard. And within an hour, I got 30 different friends who were like, offering encouragement and support. That's so nice. Yeah. See, that's
0: the good. People are really good.
1: That's the good. So remember to just lean on each other. We're here uh, as a community trying to do our best to help each other get through.
0: You know, if it goes on too long, you should start doing what the celebrities are doing and just start reading children's books for the littles who live with their bigs so that the bigs can like have 15 minutes of peace.
1: Oh, that's so cute. I
0: know. That's actually happening. I think you should do it for us littles because we need it. Me personally? Yeah.
1: Oh, I could do like a book reading time yeah. at night. Oh, that's really cute. You
0: could do dinklehopper frog. I love this. frog.
1: I love this. All right. I'm going to do it. You should do it. Uh, in the meantime... We also have a topic that actually we were planning on recording before any of this happened, and it just so happens we were kind of messed up by schedules and availability, and the timing could not be more perfect because the topic is so relevant to the COVID-19 quarantine. Mm -hmm. The topic is how do you handle long-distance partnership? What do Mm -hmm. you do when you and your partner are separated And you can't be together physically, but you want to continue to grow your relationship. And then what happens when the floodgates open and you do get to be together? And what is that like? So that's what we're going to talk today. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Does that sound topical and relevant?
0: It does. Everyone, we were just saying, everyone is long distance right now if you don't live in the same home. So you kind of, well, it's not long distance, but it's the same sort of setup. You can't really be together.
1: Yeah. Even (laughs) if you live 45 minutes away, you can't be together. Yeah. Or it's really difficult. Yeah. So um, that's what we're going to tackle today. And we are really excited to have our two guests on the show. Yes,
0: we are.
1: And we want to introduce you to uh, Magnolia Storm and Imagine All the People. And we call them Mags and Imagine for short. Mm-hmm. Um, Mags, I wonder if we could start with you. Welcome to Love in Brief. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your love.
2: Dang it. I was hoping you'd ask Imagine his love first.
1: <laughs> well, he can, he's sitting right there with you. He can go first if he wants
2: he's pointing at me
1: (laughs) that's the kind of love right there throw under the bus kind
2: um my love is my love for imagine my love for our puppy
0: and my love for my family huh i was having a hard time not like oh in the middle of it
1: are you able to be with your family during this quarantine or are you guys separated
2: my family is across the country, so oh, no, no, and we don't know the next time we'll be able to see each other depending on how long this um, social justice distancing lasts.
1: So even though you can be with Imagine in person, now you have a different kind of long distance relationship.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Good. And I know we're going to get into some tips and tricks on that. And Imagine, tell us about your love. <laughs> My love... Uh, especially
3: in times like these, is um, so much for Magnolia and having to uh, quarantine with um, nobody but her. And, of course, uh, I have um, lots of love for my family and my friends and just everyone in this um,
1: northeast community in a time like this. Yeah, and we were even just chatting offline about uh, another friend who's in the area, who's in the community, and and I think it's so magical to be like, you know what, I know somebody, even if we don't get to see each other during the quarantine, I know there's somebody who knows what I'm about mm-hmm. who's within, you know, an hour of me. That
0: is really nice.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So let's get into your story a bit. W- would you all mind telling us a little bit about your story both as long-distance partners and today as close proximity quarantine partners? <laughs>
2: So I have an Instagram with a fairly large following, and so I get lots of messages. And Imagine sent me a message on his non kink um, Instagram.
3: I slid into your DMs.
2: Oh yeah, he slid into the DMs hard, and I like stalked his profile. And um, but my response was, "Hi, so nice to meet you, and so much respect for the career you've chosen." I'm not gonna disclose what his career is, but it's just something that holds dear to my heart. But then is I see a diaper his...
1: manufacturer.
2: <laughs> no. No, okay. I
1: just
2: to yeah, I saw a picture of his puppy and I was like, Oh my god, puppy. <laughs> so yep. I responded and we just like really instantly hit it off really well and knew um there was something special there. So our values really aligned and
1: mm-hmm. we just
2: kind of went from there.
1: So tell me about your time apart and your time together. So
3: early on, like she gave you like the, the rundown of how we met and all. And uh, I can tell you like two months of talking apart. like, And I think it was only like a couple of weeks in, when we were Skyping, and I said to you, like, man, Utah sounds so cool. And you're like, just like off of a limb, like, yeah, you should book a flight here. <laughs> I'm like, what did you just say? Yeah, just book a flight. Come visit me. I'm like, and I think like that night, I booked the flight for like, yes. um, like seven awesome. weeks later. Because pr- prices were great. And like, why not? Just do it. So from when I booked the flight to when the flight actually was, we had to continue to talk Twenty five hundred miles apart for I don't know seven weeks, eight weeks, and uh, we I'm pretty sure we skyped like six out of six, like six nights out of the week.
2: No, so, we talked on the phone daily, pretty much daily. texted.
3: Okay, we skyped like three or four times a week. Yeah, and like. It was so hard, like counting every night. Like we talked on the phone, like oh, we got 27 days left. Yeah, I and, like, put a countdown she had a on count my phone, on phone. and Aww, like the anticipation really was just building. And when it was finally here, I just couldn't believe it was happening. Like I'm flying across the country to meet this girl I've never really met before. She's picking me up at the airport.
2: Lied to your whole family.
3: I lied to everyone. <laughs> it's like the guys at work and just my family like oh, I'm just going out to see this girl I knew in college and we're just going to hang out.
1: So in that 7 or 8 weeks, what did you do? So some people have had long distance partnerships for years. You had a, a 7 or 8 weeks, but it felt like years it sounds like. It what, felt did like you, years. what did
3: you um, What did you
1: do during that time to we stay We sent each accurate.
3: other small gifts. Oh. We sent each other, like, tons of pictures from, like, the areas we were living in at the time. And we were just in daily contact of what each other were doing. And,
2: and we made an effort to talk on the phone together at least once a day. Mm-hmm. And that was hard because both of us are just kind of in different careers. I was working nights at the time. He does crazy shift work. We're two hours apart on top of that. So we just, we made sure we made time to talk on the phone. We talked on the phone at least once a day, um, even if it just was for a few minutes, Um, but like on my way home from work in the morning, we'd we'd talk, catch up, we'd talk about his day, we'd talk about my night.
3: Um, I can remember a lot of the times, like when I was getting ready to go to bed, you were driving into work for your night shift, so we'd talk for your 25-minute drive in and then say goodnight, and I'd... I would talk to you next uh, on your drive home in the morning, and like when I was getting up and going to work and stuff.
0: What was the thing whenever you guys started talking? Um, what was the moment? And there, it, was, it usually is a different answer for each person. But uh, that made you guys—that well, made it click in your head, and where you went. Oh, I think I really—I think I like this person. I think I want to spend all this time talking to them. I think I want to pursue this. His
2: values. It's so like just his values about family, work, um, money were all things that just aligned with me and how I wanted to live my life. What about you, babe?
3: Um, I'd have to say your personality. A huge firecracker of a personality. <laughs> Brighten up anyone's day
1: and um, very nurturing. When you're in person, you have the luxury of being able to do uh what is their body doing? What is their face doing? Like you get a little bit more information from somebody. H- how do you tackle really tough things when you can't be in the same place at the same time?
2: You do those tough things on Skype, at least.
3: Yeah, Aww. we did that on That's Skype. Smart. Uh, and I was I was like fully present, like full face in the phone, like so she could see like everything. They so you're having...
1: Them. You intentionally chose Skype for that versus a phone call. Yes.
0: What makes something in the very beginning, other than if it's really, really hard, what makes something a Skype conversation versus a phone versus a text?
2: I think like serious conversations we tried to do over Skype. Um, But I mean, I had some rough things happen at work where I started really asking hard questions on ethics and values and I mean like talking about hard heavy death things and we had those conversations over the phone and I have some very strong opinions about them and I didn't scare them away with my opinions
3: Mm -hmm. and I think it was just good to see like her face and her body and just like really get a good feel for someone as opposed to just talking on the phone you know, because we'd, we'd Skype and, like, sh- like she'd get up and get dressed or do her hair and we'd continue to Skype and I'd be on my f- – I think I was on my phone most you're of the time. You are on your phone. I was
0: usually on the And
2: laptop. I
3: could walk around the house. And, like, I remember giving her a tour
1: of my house on Skype. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I love that. I love doing mm-hmm. that.
1: It, is there um, – one of the barriers to me of Skyping or even using FaceTime or something like that is, like, I feel like I have to look perfect. But you're describing – Sometimes you only had ten minutes in a given day. She's working mm-hmm. night shift, you're working day shift. Like, how do you balance I really want to see this person with like you've got your sort of social media grade look? How do you how do you deal with that?
2: I've never been one to care. I don't wear makeup, I don't do my hair. Um so I just I truly think it was I don't give a shit. Well that helps. <laughs> this is me. This is me.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I think
2: that's Shame lovely. Here.
1: What about sort of happy, fun, sexy times? How did you do that, if at all?
0: As your Mister Rogers' way of saying sex. Well, it's, sex.
1: <laughs> it's, sex. <laughs> it's sex and it's not right. It's sex and it's sexy things and it's yeah. it, it's yeah. b- building romance and building eroticism. And how did you do that?
2: So I would not let him see me naked until we were in person because I wanted him to see my body. Like as corny as this sounds, but I wanted him to see my body for what it was in person, in the flesh, like mm-hmm. not over Skypes. So, like anytime but we definitely had sexy times on yeah, Skype. Yeah, your and, body
3: like, plenty of times in like in a diaper.
2: In a diaper or like a sports bra and diaper, and yeah. I mean, I if it's warm out, I run around in a sports bra and shorts or like sports bra and Spankies. Like I'm, I never wear clothes, um, but I wouldn't let him see like anything less than that until we were in person
1: yeah.
0: mm. Mm, that's really good
1: it was uh-huh. the hope to sort of build that tension like this yeah, is like we a special. A lot of
2: yeah we built yeah. a lot of tension and just because i don't know that felt special to save that until we were in person but mm-hmm. i mean we definitely like mutually masturbated on skype like mm-hmm. i'd have my vibrator and he'd
1: yeah yeah that thing. <laughs> yeah that's super um, fun
0: that's yeah. super fun that is super fun <laughs>
1: What was it like to meet up for the first time?
0: So awkward.
3: It was awkward, but I guess <laughs> I'll start. Um, I had asked like a week prior to me flying out, like if we could, if she was going to pick me up at the airport. And I was just going to be sitting there with my thumb up, like curbing it. Hey, I'm wearing this color shirt. Like, and I'm in front of this like number door. So I was just like, when I get in the car, we got to do like just a quick, First impressions. Say no more. I get in the car, I give my first impression, and you give yours,
1: and we can go.
0: That's so interesting. I like that. What did you guys say? Tell me what you said. You
1: you were going to come right out with it. Like, I've seen you for three seconds.
0: Here's what I thought.
1: Our plan is to just come right out with it. I like it. Absolutely. What did you guys
0: say? That is
3: bold. Um, It was pretty bold, but we both spoke up and we both said that. It was everything we expected and more. You were nervous.
2: I was so nervous. I was, tra- like, sweating through airport. my shirt. I'm also at the airport.
3: It's, like, 90 degrees. Yeah, picked there. picked
2: this guy up that I've never met. He's in my car. Now I'm trying to navigate the airport. So nervous and give my first impression.
3: I can't explain the feeling I had running through my body as, like, a grown adult, though. Like, getting off a plane and getting my bag and, like, knowing what I was doing.
0: Yeah. Gosh, um, you know... I've had the feeling of being the one who picks the other one. I've picked up our y at the airport. Uh-huh. And I can tell you, like, I don't think I've ever been so, like, my hands were sweating. I don't, like, yeah. I never get sweaty like that. And I was, so my heartbeat was beating so fast. And, like, I'd been seeing him for so long. And at the same time. I kept telling myself, I don't think I'm going to remember what he looks like. I am that panicked. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't imagine being the one who has made that big leap all the way across the country, kind of like you did our I way to like, the same thing. Yeah. I like remember. all I had to do was go to the airport and like wait. But, and I was panicked. So I can't imagine what it was like. Well, we had a whole backup plan. If
2: it
3: no, didn't no, go we, well, not really? us together. I think us individually did. Cause yeah. That's, that's <laughs> but it was, we like, both came up with this that's where i'm going with this like i had my own backup plan like what's the worst thing can happen i'm like i'm a bachelor like and i'm going out west and i love the mountains and like i'll rent a car and get a place and just do my thing
2: and my backup plan was i i was willing to go drive him and drop him off at a at a rental car place and he was on his own for the week
0: mm -hmm. there you go so that leads me into my question my next question which is um did you guys plan everything beforehand or did you just wing it like did you guys have like an itinerary or did one of you have one or what happened how did you guys decide i am
2: such a planner and so i tried to have an itinerary um we had that date night and then the next morning we got up and we went off into the mountains with no cell reception so all my Mm. friends and my family are freaking out because i met this guy online i picked him up at the airport
0: And then I went off the grid. (laughs) Yeah, you really must have been trusting him at that point.
1: Did you have a safety plan? Like, I think when some people get together, they, of course, worry about safety. Did either of you have a safety plan of, like, uh, I have to call this person by noon or they're going to send the police after me or something?
2: No, I think I had location services enabled on my phone and my neighbor or not my neighbor, my roommate who knows about my kink. I think they mm-hmm. could see my location most of the time. Then I told like my family and my close friends exactly where in the mountains we were going, where I planned to hike and where I planned to camp, just like a general area so if I didn't come back, you guys could kind of track where I was. And like there were things that we had discussed beforehand. And I had kind of looked looked up or looked into, and just things that made me very comfortable—that I knew who he was. He was who he said he was.
1: So I want to—I I, want to tackle, um, you know, as much as you're comfortable with. The concept of of sexual connection the first time you physically get together, but you've known each other for a while. Did you negotiate anything beforehand? Did you just leave it up to sort of the fates and the passions when you got there? How did that work? Um, We left it up, but like sex was definitely,
2: it wasn't
3: off limits, but it was like, let's see, see how it goes.
2: It was kind of like, we're not having sex the first few days. Like, get to know me first. You're not
0: coming out here to jump into my pants. <laughs> yeah. You guys have so much more self-control than we had. Like <laughs> yeah. I commend you because I was We like,
1: absolutely went at it like rabbits the first day.
0: I was absolutely. I had no <laughs> self-control at yeah. all. None. Yeah. Like I had I had like this idea that I was this like lady but also, I had no self-control. Oh, you are a lady. You're <laughs> oh, every thanks. bit a lady. Yeah. Oh, thanks.
1: <laughs> is what about dips? Like you know, for some of us, sex is is important. For some of us, it isn't. Uh, but one thing everybody who listens to the podcast shares is that they like ABDL stuff. Did you negotiate that beforehand?
2: It um. was pretty much like guaranteed. He was going to keep me in a dip most of the week. And I'd say that was pretty accurate. So I think he kept me diapered most of the time or at least in a pull-up. And on our hike, he had me like wet my pull-up right before we started hiking. And I was not happy about that. So about a quarter mile into the hike, we like went way off into the woods and he changed me. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Which was adorable and hot and just <laughs> romantic
1: all at the same time. I mean, I, I, I do love too that you, you said we have a boundary around sex we have an, a consensual acceptance around dips they don't need to coincide for us on the same day you know um, and that and that you had some communication and clarity ahead of time i think that's really smart mm-hmm.
2: yeah just we definitely talked about it beforehand but it wasn't set in stone it was like this is what i would like it to look like this is what i want these are my boundaries these are my hard limits and these are my no's
1: mm-hmm. mm. How wonderful.
0: That is wonderful. So was there any need when you two were together to manage any expectations that you had formed before you got together? Or do you feel that both of you kind of got what you thought was going to happen and every expectation was met? I know for myself, um, when I go into situations that I've been looking forward to for a while, I tend to set up very high expectations or very specific expectations based on what I've like imagined will happen.
2: I think both of us were really afraid of that. But I don't really feel like it happened. I think the only expectations that weren't met was we just didn't have enough time to do everything he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But we prioritized and did what we could. And then weather kind of put a damper on a few things.
3: It was was definitely crunched, especially with the schedule we set. I think we had a really healthy mix of, like, adventuring and connecting on a different level. And then, like, diaper time and intimate time
2: I get very overstimulated pretty easily so I think it was like day 4 or 5 that he was there I kind of hit my wall by the end of that day I was like I am done (laughs) like hit my wall done and then you went home and cooked dinner and so he was just like go take a nap I've got it and he unpacked everything and just like gave me a minute to do what I needed to do and unwind Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a great lesson right there for anybody listening who's like, I'm in a long distance thing. We're getting together for the first time or maybe for the fifth time. And we have these amazing plans and expectations and hopes. And I just want to make every minute count. But what you're calling out is, I think, really healthy, which is, A, you communicated beautifully with Imagine and said, I can tell I'm at my limit. I'm sneaking up on it or I'm right on top of it, but I need you to know that so that we can solve the problem before it becomes bigger. And the second thing that you called out is you created space, which is really hard to do when you've been apart for so long and you only have two or three days together. But kudos to you for communicating your needs and actually being willing to separate in order to get them met
2: yeah it mm-hmm. it was hard and I remember not wanting to be apart from him and him just like forcing me into my room and being like just go lay
1: down as you're prepping to say goodbye how do you how do you set expectations and goals like you're now going back into long distance for some indeterminate period of time How do you do that you didn't cry we, <laughs> didn't we have a we had a trip booked before I left so you, you had a you had a sense of when and how you might return together. You weren't leaving saying, well, God, I hope this happens again someday. We definitely,
3: like, as I left, like, we knew this wouldn't be the last time we'd be seeing each other. Yeah. We were gonna make it work. um, And we were gonna get together again because this trip is just so magical.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. That sounds like you guys have an amazing relationship. What was it like um, connecting afterwards. And if you got, if you both had any advice for how to, um, move into that stage, what would you say? What can people do to reconnect after they've been together physically?
3: I'd say that anything's possible. Um, and, uh, I know long distance may seem tough, but, um, try and, I don't know, just try and stay in contact and, as much as you can and um, just know that no matter how far apart you can you can meet again relatively easily um, and make just as good memories as you did the first time just follow your dreams you never know what will happen
0: Mags Imagine thank you both so much for joining us um, for this podcast we have so much wonderful advice from listening to your story and i can't thank you enough we can't thank you enough
1: for real you're welcome
0: well thank you so
1: much for having
2: us we are stoked to be on the podcast and i'm stoked to be on it a second time
0: and we're stoked to have you guys
1: Thank you guys both. This has been another episode of Love in Brief. And we want to remind you to uh, please keep in touch with us at loveandbrief at gmail.com in our FetLife group, which is called Love in Brief Podcast. And, of course, on Tumblr and Instagram, my handle is Resonant Yes, and we both kind of post there. And most of all, just keep in touch with each other. This community is going to be a huge help for all of us as we feel sort of cloistered and sequestered and stuck inside, um, we always have the opportunity to reach out to each other and offer support and help. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we look forward to better days. This has been Love Love in Brief.